Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello, and welcome to Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. All right. We're talking today about summer reading. Yes. And our reading challenge book, which is... Your Hometown. Yes. It's called a book a, set in or near your hometown. Your hometown. Great. Yes. I'm on a binge right now. I have just finished Hurricane Dancers for my weather thing. Hmm. Um, and I am currently working on Black Swan Green for my color thing. What is that? It's a British story of a kid growing up in the 80s. So it's not like Black Swan? No, not at all. No. Uh -oh. <laughs> Although that was on my list. I, But this one was available. And I just picked up, which I did not know even existed, because you and Jennifer already did your Scandinavia thing, we did. right? Mm -hmm. So I am lacking that one. And I just saw while I was on desk Monday night that... There is a second book to the hundred-year-old man who crawled out the window and disappeared. Oh, really? Yeah. So I checked it out. So that's going to be my Scandinavia. I don't seem to have my list with me today. Would you like to borrow my list? I have this list with all the beanstalk badges oh, um, on uh -huh. it. So. I did this weekend go into beanstalk and catch up. So Good. all my badges are... Yeah, I went current. last week because I thought I would win the city competition. <laughs> you didn't win it? No. Uh -oh. I think Daniel, he claims that he doesn't not pick me on purpose. Uh-huh. But, oh. I mean, I haven't it's won. It's the same way that only youth services wins the drawing. That's not true. <laughs> I've only done one drawing so far this year, and it was not a youth services person. <laughs> you just never enter. Oh, that's right. There is that. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you never win. I think that's, you know, if you don't put in the entry form, it's kind of right. hard. It's kind of like winning the lottery. Yeah, if you, don't, you play, don't buy the ticket, you're not going to win. Yeah. It's fixed, I tell you. It's fixed, I tell you. <laughs> um, so at the library right now, we are gearing up for summer reading. We just went live with our new um, computer, system. computer system. I'm trying to find out, like, is there a good way to say what it is without being super jargony. I don't think there is a good way to no. say it. I mean, it's like our new ILS. What? Our integrated library system. Like, mm. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah. It's our new book checker outer machine. <laughs> checker inner, patron right. database, catalog. Yeah. It's everything that makes the library run mm -hmm. electronically. And it's new. To us. Right. Yeah, and it's actually customed to us. Yeah. So, so it's we're... customized to our needs in a big way. Right. I'm excited. Me too. For several reasons. First, the patron side of it is going to be so much better. 
Yeah, search is uh, better. Yeah, and we have our outreach program, and there is an amazing tool for us to actually use the system to its fullest to be extremely efficient when picking out books for our outreach people. It's amazing. I'm really excited about um, just like the the data capabilities as well. Yeah. Because it just went live like last night. Yeah. Um, And our test version didn't have any um, like statistics in it. None. Um, I've only been able to play with it at all, Mm -hmm. but I'm really excited to be able to, to see what the report builder yeah. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For what sure. people are checking out, what they're yeah. not checking out, how like I can like really not highlight mm-hmm. certain collections mm-hmm. and um it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be so really like, library cool. I really like data. <laughs> Give me all that she data. Does like data. So I'm excited about that, but that's been like mostly what we've been doing at the library, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're on our break from our youth programs now mm-hmm. until June 14th. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. We're starting we, school visits. Yeah. Oh, you are? Good. I yep. was wondering when that next, was going to happen. Next week. Wow. It's almost the end of school. I know. I know. Anyway. May is this whole year. <laughs> I think February was seemed, even though it's the shortest month. Mm-hmm. So far has been the longest seeming month. Wow. For me. I wonder why. I don't know. Because it was cold. It was cold. Dark. Yeah. It is kind of nice to be up at 6 a.m. and the sun is shining. It's yeah. not even peeking. It I is can, shining. So I've been waking up before my alarm like every day for the last like three weeks. Right. I never do that. So uh, like you're like, who cares? But. It's a big deal because I'm like, oh, what time is it? And I'm like, is it, am I up so late that the alarm has turned on and then turned off? Oh, no. No. You're up early. I'm up early. Uh-huh. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I am up normal time, but I do notice the sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, in our area upstairs, we are really trying to sort out summer reading Uh and it's a little different this year just because of doing fired up in the summer as opposed to the winter so we're kind of mixing two programs that don't necessarily like to be mixed Mm -hmm. so but it'll work out fine everybody will have fun and you could win some pretty awesome prizes yeah those are good prizes yeah but um other than that we are barreling ahead with our humanities washington stuff mm-hmm. by the time everybody hears this we will have seen another presentation by a humanities washington speakers bureau presenter um dr stephen steer from wsu in pullman is do, doing his um his truth dead in america presentation which we are recording for KLTV, so you will be able to see it on KLTV if you have that channel here, or it will be uploaded shortly after that to our brand new up and running YouTube channel. That's great. Yeah, it went live this morning. Oh, mm-hmm. this is news to me. Yeah, just I'm going to make morning. you some good content. Yes, you need to make good content because we just uploaded, we, meaning you, Daniel. <laughs> just uploaded Kilted Man uh-huh. from last year. Um, and we have a couple of other programs that we recorded for KLTV that we're going to upload as well. 
Cool. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer and I yesterday were at the Hillsborough Public Library for a um, title talk event mm-hmm. that Baker and Taylor, Baker and Taylor is a wholesaler that the library buys books from. And they put on an event with a bunch of publishers to tell us about books that are coming out this fall. And at the Hillsborough Library, they're right on this like creek thing. Um, and we got there early and there was all these goslings, like a lot. They not, were s- not Ryan. Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> no, like um, goose babies. <laughs> goose babies. Anyways, I took a video of that. You could use Aww, if you want. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yes, it was It was uh, one of those projects that has been high on our priority list, but low on our ability list just because of mm-hmm. time limitations. So he, he finally got it up and running and getting some marketing material ready for it so great send it to him i am sure he will love that <laughs> and jennifer ordered um more buttons so we can make oh, more yay. buttons for um for, for your shelf and also maybe i um, don't are you too just a library yeah, in general we could do that absolutely yeah. wow so many Man, possibilities we're getting so hipping with it <laughs> It's not even funny. YouTube's been around for... But we haven't been up for... <laughs> a while. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that all of these things are happening at a great time because, um, as everyone knows, it's been a hard winter. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see all of these positive growth things happening for the library and library staff. So that's great. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. I am going to be attending over the next six weeks the Kelso Longview Chamber of Commerce boot camp boot camp, boot camp which and it is, is not a workout boot it camp, is not which a is workout. what I first thought yeah. I should find a boot camp <laughs> but we're gonna stick with this one this one is um, all about leadership skills so you can join in at any time you don't have to start with the first one so I can you, you totally can I'm busy you gotta pay Oh, you got to pay money. Mm. But um, if your one organization pays, you can bring other people for free. So, if so you I decide, don't have to pay. Right. But it is six Fridays worth of leadership, growth and skill building, which I think is incredible. Are they all day or? No, it's 730 a.m. until 9 a.m. so okay. that you can get to work. And open your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is just one example of a fantastic opportunity that's available locally. Mm-hmm. And I encourage anybody who is interested in increasing their skills in any realm to look into the boot camp. It's fantastic. When does that start? Actually, this one starts on the 17th of May. So there will be five more after you after we post this there will be five more that anyone can attend, but they do need to register through the chamber. Neat. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Yeah, you think about all of the things that other big towns have. and We have a lot of those things. We have all things. those things. Yeah. You just got to know where they are. Speaking of other big towns. Yes. I got those. Are you going to bring up Ridgefield? Cause <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I was going to say I got those tickets. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh. I got a subscription to Broadway in Portland Yes. for... The 2019-2020 season. Wow. Yeah, I'm feeling super fancy. Mm-hmm. You should because um, that is awesome. I will say there weren't, I didn't want to see as many shows on that list as you did. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about all of them except for maybe Frozen. Uh-huh. I mean, 
I'm sure it's fine and good. I just don't care that much about Frozen. Right. right. I think it really got swallowed in the hype machine for me. I was like, I'm tired of seeing this now. (laughs) Right. For sure. Well, and, and it's really funny because Axel was just telling me the other day, oh, we have to see Frozen 2. And I didn't even know there was a Frozen 2. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So. Frozen 2. (laughs) Pre-Frozen. You're not supposed to refreeze. Gross. I don't know what it's called. I'm excited um, for May of next year because that's when the Book of Mormon is going Mm -hmm. to be down there. So So my thing doesn't include the Book of Mormon. Oh, how did that happen? It's just how they do it. It's like six shows with an option for that. So if I want tickets, then I get to choose choose early. Early, yeah. yeah. But this subscription gives you tickets to... It's Miss Saigon. Okay. Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia, uh-huh. Frozen, uh-huh. Mean Girls, uh-huh. oh. and um, Dear Evan Hansen. So the three top ones that you wanted yeah. are in your bag. <laughs> I mean, they're really good and I'm excited. Yeah. So super fancy. Yeah. That's funny. She's posh. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. Very nice. What have I been doing? I don't um, know. Your daughter graduated from college. Holy crud. You're right. And my second daughter will be graduating from... Um, college and high school all at the same time. If you are in our area, you have access to running start as a high schooler. Mm -hmm. So both of my daughters have taken advantage of that. And um, Matilda just got her bachelor's degree from WSU Vancouver. And Lydia will be earning her associate's degree with her high school diploma on the 21st of June. That's amazing. And she just turned 18. Yeah. Which is weird. For you. Yeah, for me. (laughs) (laughs) I started listening to um, this book called Mindstorm. Okay. About like the teenage brain, Uh teen brain development. And he, um, it's pretty interesting, but he he starts the book talking about um, like the, there's like a couple of main differences in the teenage brain and how he thinks it would be beneficial for Um, adults to kind of tap into those qualities more often than they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, uh, I don't remember what they are. Um, Like being really social is one of them. Um, Really seeking um, like new experiences. Uh And then he, he goes into this like long kind of side story about he has two kids and one is in his early 20s and the other one is just going off to college. So this side story about his daughter like moving out and going to college and then him have him and his wife having like this empty nest and him standing in the hallway like looking at her packed stuff and like feeling really sad <laughs> and it's like you know like it's like a 15 minute story uh-huh. about like no you know exactly <laughs> it's weird yeah, yeah. Like, what does this have to do with this book though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your kid is embracing change what's wrong with you mm-hmm. yeah well i'm excited for them they've got big plans and so I just read a book uh, I was going to bring. I got an early copy to give to Matilda. Uh-huh. And it's called Somewhere Only We Know. And it's about this girl who's like a K-pop star. And she's just finishing her Asian tour. And she's in uh, Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And she like, it's like Roman holiday. She uh-huh. like leaves her room and she's on these like sleep 
medicine and this guy like helps her and he's a paparazzo but he doesn't know who she is because she looks different right in plain clothes uh-huh. and then he figures it out and so he's like oh we're gonna have like an adventurous day and he like secretly take pictures of her mm. but of course they fall in love right. anyways i thought she would really like it she would <laughs> you know she would yeah she actually just started tutoring today um she graduated on the fourth and she is already at the library tutoring <laughs> working again. hard that's great <laughs> yeah so she enrolled in her certification program so that's one last step before she can go apply for jobs in south korea so very exciting. It is very exciting. It is very exciting. And then Lydia's off to go study chemistry and save the world. So that's very exciting, too. Very. Yeah. Yeah. But we have one adventure, she and I, before that mm-hmm. can happen. So. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. And then you still have eight more years. Before Axel's With anywhere Axel, near. So. <laughs> I don't have the hallway moment just yet. <laughs> um, yeah. So what else? Hmm. It's been busy. Yeah. You know, just kind of running, running, running busy. Yeah. It's like one of those times where it's like busy, but it's kind of boring to talk about. It is very boring. <laughs> if you only knew. Yeah. You wouldn't want to hear about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we can just talk about books then. We can. We can definitely talk about books. I will tell you that this book that you found for me, because I didn't have a hometown, so Becky uh, found a book for me. That is about a kid who lives on an army base. And so that's because that's how I grew up mm-hmm. is living on different army bases. And it was an interesting story. And she gave me two choices. She gave me this one and then a much, much thicker one. So I'm pretty <laughs> happy that I went with this one. But it was an interesting story. And it is actually a series. What's it called? It is called Durable Goods, a novel by Elizabeth Berg. And it is actually uh, number one in what turns into a series. So, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Are you going to continue? No. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, and what I found interesting. Okay. So do you want me to just go ahead and start? Yeah. Since um, I've already uh, started. started. <laughs> so what's interesting about how this story plays out is that there is um, some... Uh, the dad hits them and there's two girls in this family um and katie is the younger and katie is the person that the entire story revolves around and katie pretty much tells the story to you she is 12 okay and then her daughter her daughter her sister diane is 18 so there's a big gap between them but the they kind of watch out for each other because the mom died and so they're with the dad and the dad is abusive toward them and hits them. And and it's interesting because this t- takes place in the 80s and it is, well, maybe it's not even the 80s. I'm not even, it is different than my experience, but it's the same. So it was kind of interesting because I didn't have an abusive, you know, nobody beat me up all the time. And th- these girls, you know, were beaten up. It wasn't mm-hmm. just spankings or anything like that. They got beaten up. But, um... I did know a bunch of kids around me who did have kind of abuse issues in their house. And that was not an odd situation where we were living. And I think that what was interesting is the the story takes place older than me. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I know about these things. And so it was probably 10 years older than me. And so there were situations that happened that were even a little far too old for me to, to really grab and run with because it's like, oh, that was gone before I was even that age. Mm-hmm. So like, there, what do you mean? Well, so, so there are, um, technology things that okay. were old and there were feminine hygiene things that were oh, old okay. and, and she's of that age where mm-hmm. she just is starting to deal with those kinds of things. And so it was a little things that aren't used. If I mentioned Did it them, feel like really Judy bloomy. It didn't feel Judy Bloomy. Um, it felt, I did mention to you that while I was reading it, yeah, yeah. I thought that it was a kid's book. Mm-hmm. And I was actually a little surprised to look at the spine label and see that it was indeed not a kid's book. So it read like it should be a kid's book to me. Yeah, and it's short. And, and I mean, if you yeah. look at the pages, it With looks wide like... Wide margins, yeah, yeah. It looks like a kid book, so... I was actually quite surprised to learn that it was a grown-ups book and that it was a series upstairs. Yeah, and this author writes a lot of grown-ups books. Yeah. There are a couple of things in there that are older kid stuff, but... Yeah. And and that might be why it's not necessarily a kid's book, but it, it struck me as a kid's book, so... I didn't dislike the book, and it is... I mean, there are so few words on the page with ginormous margins and a total of 196 pages that you actually read for the story. And then the last 25 pages are questions and answers. Yeah, great and great you know, guide. Like, mm, there was a reading guide and an interview with the oh, author. Okay. And well, so, and that's the other thing, because this is semi-autobiographical, but not really. So it was interesting to see, but I don't think I'm going to read the rest of it. And I think that it is a, an example of a time long gone. So I think that anybody who is young, if they were to start to read this particular book, there would be a lot of things in there that are unknowable. Yeah. So I think maybe the difference is that if it was a children's book, like a historical book, they would, they would be a lot more context given inside right. the the novel Mm -hmm. yeah and this one was written but this one was written late 90s and published again in the early 2000s so it would have been more contemporary when it was published Mm -hmm. now it's definitely dated i mean 30 almost 30 years old so thank you becky for picking Mm -hmm. out the book for me because i did not even i had already crossed it off my list right so that's one you weren't gonna do yeah so, so this this okay. was actually published in 1993 oh, so it would have been very contemporary okay. at the time at the time yeah and back in the 80s mm-hmm. from the 70s yeah that don't exist anymore and those are all things that are part of this book and you're like wow i don't even know what that looks like but i've heard of it Mm-hmm. How would a kid today, how would somebody young today know what the heck that is? From reading an older version of a Judy Bloom book. But you... Her books have all been like edited and updated right. for like modern life. Right. Well, but not right. the ones I read when I was a kid. And I was like, right. oh, this is like complicated. And it's... Yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> funny because, you know, I think back to the time when I was this kid's age and and... Even when I was this kid's age, the things that she's talking about weren't being used anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that's why I said it's probably 10 years older than me because then they yeah. would have been used. I just 
heard of them peripherally, mm-hmm. but had, I've never even seen the things that she's talking about. So. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Did it feel like real authentic to like living on an army base? Oh, it did. You know, that was the real thing is that when when we lived on army bases, you got you have a lot of freedom as a kid when you live on an army base because your parents are very busy and you are expected to police yourself, take care of yourself and your siblings to go off and well, and I would say that being young in the 80s was you could do a lot more yeah, without anybody's permission mm-hmm. or say so. Goonies stuff. Exactly. <laughs> totally like the Goonies. And you were off. You're gone for the day. And so it felt like, wow, you know, that's very much how we used to live. I, I, I would say that there's a lot more um, hands off for these two girls just because there is no second parent mm-hmm. um, and then the dad is actually pretty high up in the ranks and so he is definitely busy most of the time but the for a 12 year old to just be able to meander wherever she wants that was very familiar to me yeah just go do your thing now granted that causes a lot of trouble sure. <laughs> But it was definitely very familiar. I remember when we lived on different army bases, we could just explore anywhere. There were, your houses are all in the same kind of place and you just get these little bands of kids and you just go. And you're, we would be out in the woods when we lived on Fort Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go out in the woods and we'd be out there for hours and hours and hours and nobody cared i mean <laughs> nobody knew where you were exactly and you know as long as you made it home mm-hmm. and stuck together yeah we always stuck together <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was very very reminiscent of having either grown up on the base or during that time uh-huh. so maybe a combination of the two well look at this book i read yours is like 75 times thicker than mine yeah so i read where lilacs still bloom by jane kirkpatrick and it takes place in Woodland. I grew up in Ridgefield, so... It's near. It's nearby. Just upriver. Just, like, actually, like, just across the river and down. <laughs> We're getting actual directions. A little bit. Uh, this book is about Hulda Klager, mm-hmm. who um, is a lilac lady um, from Woodland. And it's, like, about her life, basically. It starts... Um, when she was young and it goes until she died at 97. Wow. Yeah. She, she like outlived all of her children. Wow. Yeah. It was interesting, but also boring at the same time. <laughs> Cause it definitely went like breadth of life rather than like oh. depth of oh. character development. Yeah. So it just um, covered a long time. Yeah. So she was a German immigrant and mm-hmm. she moved to the United States when she was very young. Right. With her parents, and they lived in Wisconsin, and then they moved to Woodland. She got married when she was, like, 16 mm-hmm. and, like, immediately started having children because that yeah. was a thing to do. Right. Um, and her husband was, like, from the Chicago area, and they built a home on the Woodland Bottoms. And then when her parents died, they moved into their house, which is the Holda Klager house you can, like, visit now. Right. It's a museum. Let me see. When does this book start? 1889 and wow. she had four children mm-hmm. three daughters and a son and she had started 
um, like grafting apples with her father. And that was kind of her first horticultural experiment. Um, she wanted to develop a, like a bigger, crisper, easier to peel apple so she could make pies easier. Mm-hmm. And um, when she did that, she like got really into it. Um, and she did some experiments with daffodils also before she got into lilacs like big time. And I do kind of wish the book had been like a little bit more into the science of what she was doing. But over her lifetime, she bred, I think about like 250 unique strains of lilacs. Wow. Yeah. And she lived, this was kind of like really interesting. <laughs> um, so before all of the dams were built, like on the Lewis River and on the Columbia River, mm-hmm. even like the downtown, what now is like downtown area of Woodland, flooded all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Because like that Horseshoe Lake is Horseshoe Lake now, but that was just the river right, before they right. built the freeway. Right. Um, and her house isn't very far from there. And so there they would flood like every single spring. And she and her husband, who's um, really supportive of her hobby right. um, and her son, and her daughters, and she had some helpers too, um, would dig up all of her lilacs, which grew to be like hundreds of bushes, wow. and float them on like little rafts while they evacuated. And so the lilacs would like float there, and then they'd come back when the waters went back down and replant them all. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Just like year after year. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I am pulling up the information on the farmhouse. And um, unfortunately, we just missed right. lilac mm-hmm. days. But the gardens themselves are open every day. And I think it's, what, $5 to get in? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, this book, too, so there's like a monkey puzzle tree in the front of that house. Mm-hmm. She bought, if this book is accurate, um, at the Lewis and Clark Expedition in Portland in like 1900. I don't know. It's like a 100-year-old tree. That's amazing. So they're open from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. year-round, $5 at the gate, except during lilac days. But there was a few like few major floods uh, where she lost like a significant amount of lilacs. And she like outlived her husband by like 40 years. Wow. And after he died, she like she just like almost quit. Really? Yeah, she like tore up a bunch of her bushes. Oh. I mean, and I'm not sure how much this is based in like real. Right. Like how much of a record there really was of the things that she did. Right. Um, but it sounds like if this is true, her son convinced her like to to not to not mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, there was a big storm in 1933 when all the um, dikes broke. And then this one in 1948 was like this huge one because this was 1948. They had built Merwin Dam and I think. They think they had to release it. Otherwise, it was going to, like, break or something. And um, she didn't have time to to dig up all of her, to evacuate all of her plants. And even the ones she did float up, This the flood was so bad that they just were totally washed away. And she lost all of her. Wow. Like, her whole garden. Unreal. And then she was, like, super old by this time. Right. So she was going to quit. And then people from all over the world that she had given away her lilacs to or sold in catalogs started sending them back to her wow. or like cuts or seeds yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah and that's before facebook yeah that's what's really amazing mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple other like characters in this that have some like chap- 
chapter perspectives that they're like composite characters of like a journalist oh, uh-huh. um, and like a woman who worked in the gardens like in Boston or something. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and the journalist. So she had like quite a bit of like national publicity about her gardens right. because it was like, oh, like a woman is doing this and she wasn't a scientist. She was just a hobbyist. Right. Um, and people would come like in the 20s, like after it got all this press. Sure. Um, during lilac days, which it started calling it because people just started showing up. Sure. Like 250 people a day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they would come from like really far away in right. the 1920s. That's they're like, amazing. hey, I'm here from, you know, yeah. Colorado. When, and when you think about our infrastructure out here in the Pacific Northwest, that in the 1920s in Woodland, mm-hmm. they it's were taking. It's not like it was a, a normal stop off. Um, they would take um, like a steamer. Uh huh. From that's, Portland. That's fantastic. And she had sold a chunk of her property to uh, the railroad company to build the railroad that's there now right. still. Um, but mostly it was, yeah, ships they'd come up yeah, there the Lewis River. There was no interstate. There was no, no plane taking you there. So, yeah. That's amazing. Trains and boats. Yeah. Well, and, and it's amazing. I and, and I mean that about Facebook. It is amazing how informed the population was about something they cared about, mm-hmm. even without social media. And there was like a lot more papers and stuff back then than we have now because... True. There was There's other <laughs> ways. Like she talks about like the Lewis River News. And I was like, I remember that paper. Oh, that's funny. Because um, yeah. it was like a pretty old paper. Um, it just doesn't exist anymore. That's a shame. But it did when I was a kid. Yeah. I think it could have been a little bit shorter. <laughs> or alternatively, I could have. Or she could have been a little racier. <laughs> well, and also Jane Kirkpatrick is like a Christian author. She is, yeah. So um, there's definitely like Christian themes in the book and it's very like gentle. Yeah. Um, I think if I hadn't like crammed it, at, you know, like I read right. two thirds of it last night. Right. Um, if I like space it out more, it wouldn't have seemed so like, oh, and then it flooded again. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but I did like I think I learned a lot about and it's cool to be able to picture like everything like I've been in her house before right, yeah and in her garden and that's I used amazing. to live you, and just down the street basically right and that's essentially the same feeling I was getting from this book mm-hmm. that military housing is the same no matter what base you yeah. live on <laughs> so it's the same thing that that sense of knowing yeah I've been there I do know what you're talking about so. and because so sometimes like you read books that take place like contemporary places that I've lived like in Ann Arbor or something and when they get something wrong it's super annoying <laughs> um but I think this well because Woodland is small um but also and because Hulda's world is really small so you just go there and be in her house and just totally learn about it right there's not those kinds of mistakes thinking like you know oh, that's a one-way road or whatever you know <laughs> right. no way could you cross town in 10 minutes right (laughs) stuff like that well and even woodland has grown around it you Mm -hmm. know so even the town itself is not what it was when she was living. right like i said the freeway is there and that blocked off the river more and she lived before the columbia river was dammed like all the way up to cooley right Um, grand cooley yeah yeah so even now last time woodland had like a real major flood Mm -hmm. it's 96 President Clinton came because it was like a big disaster. Wow. But he, so but that's been a long time. That has been. But like 
back then they were living in a floodplain really every single year like the winds of the the rivers so anything else happening no do you want to pick a book for next time sure or topic yeah let's pick something shall we sure let's do it i picked you picked i picked it's your turn to pick is it my turn to pick well what do you i I can read anything so is there anything that you have on your list for your other stuff that you need to get through (laughs) oh is there (laughs) moo i could do that a book set in college i don't even have one pick for that do it says moo oh that's right but i don't think i can get that one i might i'll see if i can well we can pick something else well, no, that's fine. I can just find something to go into that category. We could pick um, a book where I've already read it. and <laughs> Ah, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> just by happens. Well, I'm doing... Stance. So I'm doing those that... Um, I did just finish Hurricane Dancers, which was for weather. And I just Have am I almost done with Black Swan Green, if you want to do color. Oh, I've already read my color. Yeah. So let's do yeah. that. Perfect. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. So if we're talking about our books for this week, I um, did not hate this book. Mm -hmm. I actually read it. It is so short that it takes very little time to read. It's almost like a novella. It is very much. And so I was surprised again that it's number one in a series. But um, it's very easy to read. It is. It was fluid and kept your attention and you learned a lot about this family and you learned a lot about families in general and so if you like that kind of narrative I think you'd love this book. I thought it was very interesting and I do think that if you are in your 40s then you might get a lot more out of it um, than somebody say in your 30s or 20s just because there's the technology is super old if you can believe it she actually had to use a payphone with a dime a dime a dime i used payphones when i was young but it was um at least a quarter mine were a quarter too yeah so (laughs) never a dime (laughs) but um like i said it's got references to things that are part of um, her world that are not going to ever be part of your world Mm. so i think that um it's a good story and it's a it's a good kind of coming of age story in a different way story how many times can i say story in that sentence probably more <laughs> story story, story, story. <laughs> so i i think that it was worth reading and i appreciate you getting it for me thank you you're welcome and for mine yes i would say if you have like an interest in local history for sure there's like lots of interesting stuff about woodland about lilacs um so, yeah. I, I like lilacs in moderation. There's no moderation to hold as <laughs> lilacs. I don't even know if I could breathe there during lilac um, days. There's like a comment I don't even know. So it's not... So it's been a while since I went. Um, so I don't know. What, the last time I went, they, there had been some sort of like like tough winter and like some oh, of the bushes so hadn't made it and they hadn't like really bloomed yeah we'll mm-hmm. put new ones in yet mm-hmm. so it was kind of like sparse okay um so you could breathe yeah i mean <laughs> i like the smell of alex and i don't have like flower allergies i don't so have just flower like allergies, give it but give the, it all to me i love they're so the strong smell. it is 
overwhelming. It's amazing. Overwhelming. I planted some lilacs like in my front. Mm -hmm. They're just like little stubby lilacs. So I don't know when they're going to have blooms. But I was like, my dream is that I just open my bedroom window and it smells like lilacs. Wow. And that's only going to happen like a week, a year. My dream in my garden. <laughs> I mean, that's not my only dream. <laughs> <laughs> my dream in my garden is I'll wake up one day and there will be an amazing wisteria arch just appear. That's a beautiful Thank dream. Thank you. <laughs> Waiting for that to happen. <laughs> did you plant? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I. I Dream this the same way I dream about winning the lottery or your book drawing. Yeah, you have to enter. You have to plant it. So at least I've planted my We have shrubs. a plan. We just haven't. Oh, okay. We haven't actually done it yet. Mm-hmm. So I love the look of wisteria. I think it's beautiful. What a lovely way to end this episode of That's your right. show. Or mine. Thank you for listening. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. (laughs) You'll hear us next time. That's right. Studio time for your shelf or mine, donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 1015 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine. This hand eye coordination part is hard.